Welcome to Podcasting Without Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we, of course, are bringing you that analysis. Hey, friends, I'm Ramardia. My name is Brendan, and it's so good to have you guys back for another week of Katie's season of The Bachelorette. Uh, I think it's fair to say that this was the assassin week, Katie. Five eliminations. Okay, do you think, though, like, are those five eliminations just, like, them being like, we need to speed it up because Paradise is coming it, and it happens every it happens every year where there's one week where they're they get rid of like half the group. Tasha did and it. And that's how they promoted it too, though. They promoted it like that. Like they were yeah. like, there's five unexpected um, you know, whatever cuts or whatever they said. But one one, maybe two surprise eliminations. The only surprise to me, and we'll talk about this later, there was one surprise to me. One. And that is who she kept. <laughs> the fact that she... That's all. There are two people that she kept that weren't explainable. Yeah. But it's yeah. okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, yeah, I was like, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I got some feelings. Other than that, the people that she caught, or cut, I was like, whatever. Uh, Katie is going to sit down and have some coffee. With Tasha and Caitlin, and they're just honestly gonna... they are severely underused. Yeah, they they I are think. they are, and they're just gonna honestly. Well, what they're gonna do is they're gonna tell us who's who's winning because mm-hmm. they talk about four people, and the rest of them are like, yeah, everyone else is really hot, but they yeah. only talk they only talked about Blake and Greg and Michael and Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I mean, Blake, of course, you got to talk about because he just showed up. Um, sorry, I'm like uh, advertising free advertisement for Fitz's. Fitz's, Fitz's man, that would be a good. I love their grape soda. <laughs> guys want to sponsor us, Fitz's, love you. Um, but yeah, the, of course, you got to talk about Blake because <clears throat> he showed up last week, he only had like a little bit of screen time, and then drama ensued. But I mean, the rest of it was kind of a given, I feel like. Yeah. No, I mean, it is, like like, like I said, this was just their power ranking session. Mm-hmm. There's four people in this season that matter. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. And it's based on what happens later on the one-on-one, it apparently has been that way for a while. Okay, the one-on-one. Yeah, Ugh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I have so many thoughts. I have more thoughts than what I thought about this episode. Going into this before we hit record, I was thinking, meh, you know, this week was kind of weird. But we were talking the other day, and it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so Katie's sitting on the couch, chilling with her girls, catching up, talking about the hotties. And uh, they come up with something. Well, Kate, I, I, I will leave Caitlin and Tasha out of this. This is true. However, Caitlin like threw herself in there whenever she made the announcement. But you're right. Caitlin and Tasha were innocent bystanders in this idea. Yes. I don't understand what like I get it. Katie is sex positive. I get it. You're a living, breathing human being. But um this is where they kind of lose me, like where they start to just come up with these ideas that it's like supposed to keep me hooked. You know, and literally, I kid you not, I stood in my living room, and when that happened, I literally was like, what? Like, I don't, the, and if you guys aren't, 
if you guys aren't familiar with what we're talking about, it was the Wowo challenge. Yeah, we're talking about the Wowo challenge, and it was week on, week, week off, week off. <laughs> you you know what? You can look up the clip. I don't want to keep talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> Brendan is severely uncomfortable right now. Um, I mean, and then it, the only thing that I thought was funny was Katie suggests the idea of holding off from self-care. And then mm-hmm. you see Caitlin and Tasha very confused. Caitlin asks, so like not doing their skincare. And Tasha says like <laughs> not shaving. I, I love that. I love that. Cause that's kind of where I was like, I, I thought that's kind of where I was going. I'm not going to lie. I thought that she meant like, it was like a, you know, like a no shade November, but like a something in the summer. I don't know. Oh. Like I was like, what she doesn't want them because she was like these guys are hot you know i was like yeah yeah they are and then she's like nope just kidding toss it out there like honestly though i thought she meant like don't shave but she meant something else that self-care apparently also means (laughs) i don't know i've never used self-care in that term but katie our girl katie definitely did so um, yeah, no, I love Katie, love her. I think that she's fantastic. I think this idea was trash. Yeah, the idea was trash, and like I said before, and we totally agreed, not acceptable on Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise. Right, because, and you brought up such a good point, if Matt James had been like, you know what, like, I know Katie brought something with her, like, how about, nope, don't use it, like, it would be so weird. Yes. Yeah. If, if like, you, you, like, what, tell the people, what did you say to me before this? I said, Matt James and Kate, Matt James and Chris Harrison can't walk into a room and take Katie's dildo away. Like, it's, no. We can't do this on The Bachelor. I, I, you couldn't do it on Bachelor in Paradise because it's a different kind of environment. But it's just, it's not, this is, this is staving off into too hot to handle territory. Mm-hmm. It's such a double standard. It's such a double standard. Like I thought you just had like a really solid comment, so I was like, I don't even want to steal your thunder. Like I just want you to say, it. like because, like yeah, like if Chris Harrison and Matt, like, you can't even like imagine them doing it because people would be like, what? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you're stealing our autonomy. <laughs> well, thankfully, I will say this: Twitter hated it just as much as I did. Yeah. I texted you literally while I hadn't even sat down. I texted you and I was like, what yes. is this? So thankfully, no one seemed to, to think it was funny except for Caitlin and Katie. Uh, but yeah. Caitlin, overjoyed, has decided that she gets to be the one to tell the guys about it. <laughs> Which is totally a Caitlin move. Yeah. Uh, Connor B says this is going to change our journey forever. Mm-hmm. Mike P says, I've been mastering this my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Mike P was like, what changes, y'all? <laughs> and then Connor B listed off a uh, a laundry list of nicknames and innuendos. Which was that also, I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. Whatever. I get it. You're the dad joke guy. Whatever. And then because... We can't let Caitlin leave without her doing her actual job. She drops off a date card. Of course. Like I said, though, they're severely underused. I saw a meme in which I shared on our stories 
like they were like can we just not have her have them show up like they're like a bunch of friends that are just like gossiping like actually host because they're underusing them they have really great personalities come on there's oh. a reason that you got caitlin and Tasha there maybe they don't really know how to use them without overusing them I guess, because they don't want them to overshadow Katie. But, I mean... I, I think it, I think they might have a better idea of how to work them into Michelle's season. I hope. I hope. Cause this, Which is I, apparently I'm starting to film soon, I heard. Oh, the, yeah. The sleazy... And this, this will be the only time he's referred to in the future when he has relevant information, but the sleazy reality Steve... Has 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 said that the, every <clears throat> everyone is in Palm Springs for the start of the season. They are not mm-hmm. at the La Quinta, apparently. Oh, so they are in okay. Palm Springs, and they will be filming at least part of the season back home in Minnesota. Remind me again why they're not at the Babson Mansion, just quarantining. Maybe there's not enough space or enough things to do. I guess, because I'm, like, I just realized this. This is the third season now in quarantine, and I'm like, why didn't they just quarantine in the house? I mean, but you really, they never even did dates at the Bachelor Mansion. No. They just stayed there, so there may not be, they may just have that. I guess I never thought about that, yeah. I mean, like, they can't Maybe quor- the mansion's just boring. It is a house. It is someone. Someone actually lives there. Yeah. So, so it may yeah, just be right. one of those situations where there's not, they're even more limited on the, at the mansion than they are mm-hmm. on a resort, which is already bad enough. Yeah. Because I'm getting tired of these same days. As another, With, um, Franco. As another podcast pointed out, we've had three fake wedding photo shoots in a row. Honestly, though. In less than a year. We've had three. Honestly. We've had three yeah. in less than a year. It's ridiculous. And you know when it, when he shows up, and you're like, okay, here we go. Like, before it was, like, interesting. You know, before it was like, oh, they get to, like, actually pretend. Then it was like, okay, they're doing it. But now, when he showed up with that, I was like, no. 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 Yeah. There it is again. There it is again. Uh, we get a date card. And it's for Justin. Surprising. Uh, surprise! I thought I was surprised. Uh, yeah. Hunter lets us know, though, that he expected that it was going to be for Greg. And Hunter talks to Greg about this, and Greg, and Greg goes, does that happen? And Hunter <laughs> says, this happened. It's happened especially to the guy who gets the first one. It doesn't happen often, I will say that. So, uh, oh. at, at this point, we've, dis- we've decided that Hunter is at very least a Bachelor historian. Okay, so I... I'm really glad that you said this because I missed that conversation. I only heard the conversations that followed that, you know, like I literally was cooking my dinner and heard them talking about someone who knew bachelor history and was like a bachelor fan. And I'm like, wait, who are they talking about? And then later on, I found out they were talking about Hunter. I didn't realize that this is where, this is where it started. This is where the seed started and then they have something else in a few minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, gotcha. That's a a rookie move, Ernie, making dinner while the show is on. I mean... Everyone knows that you need to be, at least started your meal, if not deep into your meal when the show starts. I know, I don't know what I was thinking. So your hands are less greasy for tweeting. 
I started Everyone knows at that. 6.45 and I was like, oh man. Like, oh I no. was like sauteing some rice and I was like, wait, what did they say? <laughs> Rookie move. Monday <laughs> either needs to be a prep night or takeout night. You're right. And usually I get Chinese. Usually I get Chinese, but I was like, I don't, I'm going to grocery shop and I don't need to, I don't need to do it. And I meant to start it at 5.30, be seated, eating by like 6, 6.15, then like ready ready to start the yeah. bachelorette night you're right it was a rookie move guys yeah. out there learn from my mistakes don't be me well uh he, yeah, we continue on i wouldn't be surprised if she already has a top four this is what i was saying mm-hmm. and then he goes in my opinion is that it's me obviously delusional you makes complete sense and connor are already in the top four and then uh, Greg feels really seems to feel really weird about this and he <laughs> says Hun- Greg is like, Hunter seems on? to me, Hunter seems to me a little like a little calculated but I'm not trying to get into any drama well I love Greg. Greg what you made the mistake of doing is sharing these opinions with the majority whip uh, oh, the majority whip coming in hot and you know <laughs> Some people have no problem whatsoever sharing their thoughts. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get to that. We're not gonna we're not gonna take Hunter down yet. Because I da- just love the majority whip. <laughs> he it. is. He's, he really is. He really because he, he spent the entire show. He spent the entire show gathering. Like yeah, like car. First of all, he he's taking out everyone. Uh-huh. He took and out he Cody. Successful. He took out Cody. He took out Carl. He took out Thomas. Thomas. And now he's going to take out Hunter. And in the words of DJ Khaled, congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. That is such a great quote. Um, yeah. I, I'm like, and and we'll, we won't like go too deep yet, but like, I do love the fact that he said, my biggest fear is that Katie thinks I'm like a, always a part of the drama. Because you are. <laughs> I was like, oh, honey, you are the drama. Yeah, <laughs> you like, are the drama. Uh, like it's well, uh, he's like, all right, I got to rally the troops. I yeah. got to get those votes. <laughs> Someone else is here for the wrong reasons. We crack my knuckles and get my pen and paper out. Oh, my gosh, Aaron. Oh, my gosh, um, I love it so much. Katie and Justin arrive for their wedding date. Katie is excited to get to know Justin better. And yeah. obviously the way to do that is separating them and forcing them to write, write vows for somebody they know barely anything about. This is like, I told y'all last week, I thought that Andrew was going to go home and you appropriately yelled at me and said, that's why would you think that he was going to go home? And I said, it's because she took him to the woods. Then <laughs> he didn't go home. Thank the Lord. But now... Justin is in the woods with a faux wedding. Now, what do I say to myself as I'm finishing my rice? I said, he's going home. (laughs) It's not about the location. There are two (laughs) things that matter. Two things that matter, Ernie, and everyone knows this. It's about the time of day and and the type of date. Mm -hmm. Now, later on, the other one-on-one, I saw that coming from a mile away. 
Because that was not a date you take someone you love to. No. That was a, you guys take a look at him, size him up. You gotta tell me now, because I'm about to make a decision. Yes. So, yeah. But you're right. You're we, right. We're gonna we're gonna write down some vows. Uh, Franco has some has some good words for uh, for Miss for Mister uh, Mister Justin. He says to I I, I don't I, I didn't write it down, but I think he like told him to write something awe inspiring and something she'd never heard before, or something. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't even listening to Franco because I was like, just get out of here now. You already got one date that was outside of your wheelhouse, which was cool. I like that. But then they were also like, let's just put him back in the wedding box. And then I was mad again. So yep. I literally wasn't listening to him. And uh, they they let Katie borrow a uh, a big ring. Obviously. We can't take wedding photos <laughs> and write vows like, no. without a ring. <laughs> Newland was like, absolutely not. My my rings only go for the real deal, yes. not for somebody she's just trying to get to know better. Uh, we we cut back to uh, we cut back to the house. Uh, they're now discussing Hunter in, in a group. Yeah. Uh, James calls him a bachelor historian. That's what James that's what says. I, like got sucked in when he was talking about the bachelor historian label. I was like, who's, James says who's that a historian he historian here. James lets us know that he heard that Hunter was in the forums and crap. And that may be a rumor, but like, let's see it. But he's like, it's a rumor. I don't know to be true, but I'm going to pull an Anna and just like toss it out there. (laughs) And then like a maybe Aaron says he's a bleeping little sneakster. Yeah. Which I'm just like, okay, bro, you are. Way too intense about someone that uh, you don't know anything about and does not care about you in the slightest. Okay, here's the deal. I love Aaron. I think he's hilarious. Majority whip. But, like, do you even feel like he was there for Katie? I think he was, and then he realized... (sighs) I think Aaron is... You know how some big brothers, their way to protect their little sister is to physically and mentally intimidate anyone who wants to date them? Yeah. That's Aaron. You like that? Mm. I okay. think Aaron, Aaron is the brother who thinks he's trying to help mm-hmm. by scaring off everyone. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. I can get that. Because Aaron's like, I you might that. be slightly less than perfect. I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. Okay, I can see it. That totally makes sense. Because he... Because he did seem to like her. Like, I didn't yeah. question his his intentions. But it just felt like he was more so like a bodyguard. Like, I'm going to fend he, off the, the terrible guys. And I think that's how he thinks that you share you show love. Mm. So to, it's love is, language. That's his love is, language. Is aggressive... Is overly aggressive protection. <laughs> Yeah, his love language is defense. Like <laughs> right. So all right, that makes sense. Well, we cut back to the wedding, and we hear some vows. Katie says our marriage is a canvas, so let's paint something beautiful. Uh, obviously Justin is the uh, the, the painter. Mm-hmm. So then we have a nice tie into his to his hobbies. 
Does he? Is it a hobby or he does it professionally? Um, I think it's a hobby. I think, I think. so too. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. And if it's wrong, I don't care. Uh, Comment. Tell us. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> even if he does do it professionally, he won't be doing it for professionally long. Yeah. He'll be selling FabFitFun boxes in a month. Don't knock it till you try it, bro. I am going to knock it. Every, I'm going to knock it. I'm going to knock it. I will knock it um, until they offer me a contract, and then I will gladly sell them. Guys, sponsor us, please. I actually am a customer. <laughs> I am a quarterly customer thinking about an annual membership. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Katie tells us that we have this connection that is so strong, and they share some vows and kiss under an arch. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there was Franco is not also a priest or a judge, so right, this so means they absolutely had to marry nothing. Each other. This means absolutely um, nothing. His vows, Justin's vows, were really sweet, though. Yeah. Um, and he I didn't cried. write them down, but he they cried. were. Yeah, they both cried. Like he cried, she cried. I was like, oh wow, okay. I wonder if I wonder if that conversation with Katie, with Caitlin and Tasha goes any different after this date. If mm-hmm. now Justin's up there as well. Yeah, if Justin takes like a fifth spot. Yeah, he's an unexpected sensitive, sensitive one, I feel like. First, mostly he's been memes so far. Yeah, that's okay. Also, real talk. Like, I was thinking when I thought he was going to get sent home, I said out loud while stupidly making my dinner, I said, I'm going to miss his face, though. I'm going to miss <laughs> his looks. <laughs> miss those looks he's been serving up, his reactions. Now we get to keep him a little bit longer. Okay, I'm I'm hearing conflicting things on social media mostly, so I want to get your opinion. Is okay. Justin attractive? Mm. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's cute. He's not the kind of guy that, like, personally for me, I don't think I would first think he's attractive. He's the kind of guy that I would, like, get to know and be like, he's funny. And then he'd grow on me, and then I'd be like, oh, he's hot. Like, why did I not notice this? Okay. He's not, like, the hot at first sight. He's, like, grows on you, and then you're just like, what? So, yeah. No, I just thought I'd I'd get that opinion. (laughs) What was was social media saying? It was was mixed. Some Mm -hmm. people were saying that Justin's super hot, and some people were saying that Justin's just not their type. Yeah. So, I didn't know if he was actually hot or if I was just being biased by by the Twitter sphere. (laughs) Uh, so we get to the dinner portion, and this is where things are weird. You thought things were weird? Fine. Well, I mean, it was not weird, but, like, uncomfortable for Justin. Okay, you're right. I just, <laughs> my memory just, like, activated again, because literally, at this point, my dinner is done, and I'm putting things on my plate when Katie starts to tell another story about her life. Uh, Katie's not gonna lie. Katie's life roller coaster. Okay, I, I, I think back. No, when we first talked about Katie at the beginning of the season, and you were like, "Katie's life has not been easy. Like she's been through a lot." Like, but like I didn't think like this much. Well, I th- I thought like it was just a lot recently. I didn't realize that. Her- <laughs> I guess I should preface: roller coaster implies that there was maybe good times. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good times. It just seems like a lot of bad. You're like, on a roller coaster, you sometimes have fun. Katie is just, she's going down. She's been going down on the roller coaster. The whole time. So much down. And now things are up. 
It's, it's Splash Mountain. There's no up. It's just coasting and then straight down. <laughs> That's true. It's That's just true. Splash Mountain. Because Katie, honestly, homegirl reveals things that, about her life that I'm like, wait, what? Right. So so Katie's talking to Justin, and they're talking about how uh, when she gets married, her father is not alive. Mm-hmm. But what we learn is that she says, before my dad passed away, I found out that he was not my biological father. My mom kept it as a secret. This biological father wants to be in my life as a dad, but how do I build a relationship with this man I knew nothing about? Like, wh- what? I, li- I honestly kept looking for him to just be like, <laughs> like to throw up one of his like character, you know, looks. Dude, he was, like- I was waiting for it too, and he was so smooth. He was because he knows he probably he's lived with that his, his reactions probably his whole life he's probably that kid on the playground that somebody would do something he's probably like <laughs> <laughs> so he knew in that moment do not react not react he's so, like yeah his, he was very he's like trying to keep his face from breaking he's like I have mm-hmm. to be still just like <laughs> but um but yeah when she was talking though I was like yeah okay. Yeah, we know that her dad is her dad is dead, and that's that's gotta be really hard. And then, yeah, when she kept talking, I was like, okay. So her dad is not dead, but her stepdad that she thought was her dad is dead. Her stepdad, well, essentially though, like she said, she thinks of him as her father. Yeah, like he raised her, he was there for her, her whole life. And so, not only is it that like her her stepdad or her um. Adopted father, I don't, I don't know if he like could officially adopt her, but the man that raised her, not only is he, he has passed away, so that's something that she's got to get through. But then she has this other man who now wants to get to know her, and she's literally actively living a moment in her life of like being like, what do I do? How do I navigate this? Yeah. While being the bachelorette, while being the sex-positive bachelorette, for reasons that also come with a shade of darkness, sadly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... Yeah, Katie's life has not been easy. Yet she's so... Like, she's like a ray of sunshine. Yes. Uh, Justin says, You continue to amaze me with your strength that you have. I want you to know... I want to know how I can support you and affect you in a positive way. Oof. Yeah. And that uh, was they... A good, that was a good line. Yeah, that, I mean, what else can you say? Right. Yeah. But then they uh, they kiss and she gives him the rose, mm-hmm. and then they go uh, listen to a song by Max. Like, honestly, my friend Mary's dog is named Max. <laughs> right. What's well, Max? M A X all caps. Oh. That's important to note. <laughs> like I. I mean, okay, good for Justin, though, because he got a date with a singer afterwards. Yes, that's so a good sign. So she knew that she was like, you know, okay, like, this guy's probably going to stick around. Um, I mean, at least maybe. But, like, this was a date date. Yes. And as you pointed out, compared to the other one-on-one, which was, he yeah. should have known. Uh, this guy, Max, is apparently a big fan of Nick and was on Nick's Vi- Nick Viles' podcast this week breaking down the show. He really this you'll find this interesting. He's more crazy than I am. He last year 
during quarantine, his wife was pregnant, so they weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he decided, let me just sit down and watch 23 seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Wait, that's how he got here? That's how he got here. Okay, you know what? Props to you, Max. Props to you. <laughs> he watched 23 seasons of the show. That's insane. Yes. And totally something that you would do. <laughs> if I had the time. Yeah, I just don't have that time. I'm also not a uh, singer-songwriter that can take off. I mean, I guess he probably didn't choose to take that off. There was probably nothing for him to do. Right. Yeah, there was nothing was open. What a time. What a time. That time was never a time for me. Because I work at Sam's. That's true. All we did was cut back like a half hour. <laughs> we could you're like that's the only the only way my life changed no i think about half hour we cut back a half hour in the evening and an hour in the morning yeah that was it yeah that's no, like I'm, I'm still living it in a way so i'm still working from home <laughs> still working from home still working but things from are home. open now and i'm vaccinated but Man, what a time. I just love how you're like, that wasn't really a time for me. <laughs> that time didn't exist. <sighs> but yeah, so good for Max, though. If, yeah. I mean, that's probably a pretty cool deal for for someone who's a recent super fan. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's group date time, Ernie. Yay, group date. And then we I, have. Did you know? Did you know who these queens were? <laughs> Those of you just listening and you can't see Brennan's face just now. Which you can see. Which you can see. On patreon.com forward slash podcasting for the right reasons. We're asking you for one Starbucks drink a month. Please financially support us so I can quit working at Sam's <laughs> and do this full time. Uh, yeah, we are joined by some Rue Paul Drag Race. Uh, some stars, Monet Exchange and Shay Coulee. Now, let me tell you, I totally knew who they were because one of my one of my coworkers was obsessed with RuPaul's Drag Race, and so I heard these names a lot in the past, and I have seen, I've seen at least Monet Exchange. So when they were on, I was like. <gasps> I know them. <laughs> it's my time to shine. I know this. It's like a pop quiz and I passed. Yeah. Uh, but they're joining Blake, Andrew, Michael A, Gray, Aaron, Mike P, Brendan, James, Trey, and Hunter. And some Mike P in my life. I feel like he started out hot because of his like virginal reveal. And we all know that he was like a good guy the way that he like was, he won that best lover award. Um, I want more Mike. I want more Mike P in my life. Uh, I want to see him on my screen more. Well, I think you're going to be in luck because Katie suggests on Nick Viles' podcast a few weeks ago that there is more Mike P coming. Good. Now that there's less men, like hopefully L- less because... less Aaron, less Trey, less Hunter means more Mike P. Yeah. They, I'm here for it. They let I'm us, not, however, here for his turtlenecks and that giant cross necklace. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, 
they let us know that they're going to have the great royal debate, Mm -hmm. which is a fancy way of saying they're going to roast each other. Yeah. And uh, they immediately go in on the guys. They're saying, they tell Hunter that they ask Hunter if his mom signed his permission slip (laughs) and tell him, him, tells him that you have to be this tall to ride this ride. Mm-hmm. And they tell Aaron that we've heard that you're tall, basically tall, handsome, and smart. Tall, handsome, and dumb, which is wrong because you're not tall or handsome. So implying that he is neither tall nor handsome, but he is dumb. Right! Like that, I was like, oh, what? Because clearly he's tall and handsome. I don't know how smart he is. I don't. I mean, based on how he's playing the game, probably not. Yeah, I don't know. He should have taken more. He should He should have taken more classes from Hunter's bachelor historian <laughs> seminar. It never works out for them. It never works out for them. Aaron lets us know that Hunter is definitely the most nervous. He knows he's the easiest target by far, and he's about to get it. And, okay, that, I thought Hunter, like, even Hunter saying, like, I know, I know that these guys are going to come for me. Like, I, I didn't feel like Hunter was necessarily there to, like, really stab some people. Well, to be fair, no one was. Well, yeah, that's true. All their information was trash. Like, the nicest debate. Every, it was all trash. All of it. Uh, we start off with someone saying with, uh, with, okay. So before we get to the, to the, the roast itself, we have Shay Colet talking to Hunter who says that he's not in love with Katie. And I think it would cheapen what we have to say it beforehand and what he doesn't know. Yeah, what did know, you think about that? I thought it was honest. I did too. I literally didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And what he said had not was nothing wrong. It's no. just what he said later that became the issue. Right. Right. And what he There's, doesn't know yeah, is that his, Trey can his hear. His answer, I did not think was wrong. No, it's... A, I was not going to fault him for saying that. It was, it was incredibly accurate. Mm-hmm. And the only problem we have is that Trey heard it. Yeah, and Trey, like, literally that scene set up was hilarious because it literally was like a scene... To me, it was like a scene from Bridgerton where they're, you know, somebody's like writing in their journal and they overhear something outside and it's like, what? (laughs) Some juicy gossip. So I love the fact that they like, it was like they totally positioned Trey to be the one to hear it too. Yeah. What it reminded me of was, did you ever watch The Amazing Race? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to watch, my family used to watch that show religiously every Sunday on Every Sunday after Awana, we would come mm-hmm. home and we would watch The Amazing Race with dinner. Yeah. And they would always zoom in when someone like left their bag. Oh yeah! They're and they're like, like, they're they like, tell you. they're like, like, oh no, their passport. They don't have yeah. their passport, or they would and pass you're get the to clue. The point, and then you have to go all the way back, and then you're gonna get sent home. <laughs> or like they didn't, they passed the clue, and they zoom in on the clue and be like, you passed right by it. Yeah, they always. That's tell what you. this made me think me of. Or be like, oh. <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. I need, like I'm missing that. I'm missing that show. <laughs> it's a good show. I, I always liked it. I'm gonna have to get okay. it back into it. 
Uh, we So we start the debate. James says all these guys are just competing for second place. Uh, Greg reads a poem. <laughs> and these drag... Baby Greg. These drag queens came here for blood, and they are not happy about it. Right? When they were like, uh, what? Like, I forgot. What did she... What did she say to him? Oh, let me see. I don't know if it's in here, but like the dig at Greg was basically like, you're boring. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Greg. And later Greg was like, I hate that I said all that. <laughs> like Greg, Greg was just embarrassed. <laughs> uh, so Shay Colet has decided that she's going to stir the tea herself. And everyone mm-hmm. and ask the guys who is the least compatible with Greg with Katie, and she, they all look at Hunter, and then this is when it begins. Basically, Brendan says it's cute that you have your top four list already. Shots fired. And then Hunter, and then he says it's funny that you're in my bottom four. <laughs> pew pew! Shots are being fired all around. Then this is where he really, before that, like, that, unless Greg says something, that's not going to go anywhere. But mm-hmm. Monet Exchange asks them how he's feeling about Katie, and then he stumbles around for a minute and says, I'm falling in love with her, no question. Okay. And this is where, like, this is right. where he dug his own before, hole. It, it, did not, it did not hurt him what he said outside. No. What he said outside was fine. Yeah. But don't lie. Yes. Then it gets shady. Yeah, and then so... And then Trey, mm-hmm. much like Aaron, who's... Assistant to the majority whip. <laughs> right. He's, def- <laughs> he's definitely the deputy whip. Yeah. <laughs> he says, when people are dishonest, I've got to speak up. Of course you do, Trey. Of course. Remember when, remember when that whole thing backfired with him and Andrew? And Andrew was like, stop! <laughs> right. Uh, when when they ask if Hunter's an honest guy, only Mike P and Andrew S don't crap all over him. They're like he's. I mean, he's fine. Uh, yeah. James accuses him of being a super fan, and on the blogs and forums, and I don't really know what he means by blogs because no one has blogs. Okay, that's literally what I was thinking. Literally what I was thinking, and like forums, like James. Do you mean like the social media comment section? Nobody goes to a forum anymore. If he had been I think like, he's he had re- just as soon, he just as much could have been like he was on he was on a bachelorette chat room, <laughs> right? In a bachelorette chat room. I'm assuming and what no he means. Does that anymore? I'm assuming like he said earlier. I'm assuming he means Reddit. I guess. Which that's like I really the only thing left. I actively avoid. I actively yeah. avoid bachelor to bachelor Reddit. Because it is just teeming with spoilers. I also don't like Reddit because I don't like the way it looks. <laughs> it's not great. It's not my favorite. No. I have one, but it's not my favorite. I usually I don't really only use it for selfish purposes, and then I move on. Like props to uh, Selena, or not Selena, um, Serena Williams' husband. His name Alex Alexi Ohanian. Sure. He's like the co-founder of Reddit. Oh, okay. He's cute. Yeah, he's cute. Um. I knew he was. I knew he. I knew he was well off. I just didn't know what he did. Yeah, yeah. He like co-founded Reddit. Um, 
so he's cool uh but i don't like the way it looks it's not aesthetically pleasing to my eyes it reminds me of a chat room that i used in like seventh grade uh hunter decides really hunter decides to take the high road is because it's all he has oh and that's ironic because he's so short yes he says i don't have any insults to character insults to character for any of you guys when i find the woman that i'm going to spend the rest of my life with i will never take it for granted and i think that woman's you he's just like grasping at straws yes Katie, I, I think Katie's just a good actress. Mm-hmm. Because this is not the first time that she is like, seemed to be affected by the bullcrap, and then it turns out that she isn't affected by the bullcrap. Like, it happened, yeah. with, it happened with Thomas, and now it happened with Hunter, where it seems like she is like, her opinion is being swayed by what they're saying and her actions are not reflecting that change. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. I thought that same thing. Cause it's like, she's like, cool, but then she's not. And then I'm like, wait, what? Cause yeah, she like in that moment, affected or not affected. If you were just reading her face, what do you think? If I would, if I was just reading her face, Thomas is still here. And Hunter is not leaving. Mm-hmm. Because she literally was just like, ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. Like, that's awkward. Yikes. Yeah. She wasn't like, hang on. I care so much that you were in the forums? What? Like, homegirl did not care. No. <laughs> and she would... did not care. They were just making idiots of themselves on the stage. And she was just like, whatever. Yeah. Uh... She starts off the evening portion of the date and said, I heard some things that were a little concerning today. For some of you, the connection we have isn't really isn't enough, and tonight is your chance to prove me otherwise. So that's how we start the uh, that's how we start the evening. Katie girls in make or break season. Yeah. Uh, Andrew S goes first. He says, I'm definitely like starting to really feel this. When we kiss, there's no way anyone Kisses the way we kiss. Mm, I mean, maybe there are some other people that kiss the way you kiss, but still. But this, I mean, the sparks are obviously there. The, oh, yeah. Those sparks have always been there with Andrew S. Yes. The S stands for sparks. You want to do that? I'm moving on. <laughs> uh, I would think he was on the chopping block if it hadn't been for last week, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Greg goes in next. He's, he's, he talks about how hard and scary this whole process is for him. And he says, I just feel like I can't read you sometimes. And then that's how are you feeling like with us? Katie says, I'm falling for you and it's exciting and it's scary and there's my truth. Yeah. I hate the phrase my truth. I'm just going to say that. So there's no such thing as my truth. Like I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will tell you that I'm telling the truth, or like, and that's a fact, Jack. I've actually never said that phrase in my life before. Pretty sure I've said it. I think I've said <laughs> that before. I'm going to be incorporating it into whenever I am telling you something that's deep in my heart. Um, but yeah, when people say that, oh, that's my truth, I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just, he, I can't get a, a read on Greg. 
personally. He really can't either. He's not doing, other than the being worried about where he sits, he's not doing traditional frontrunner things. No. And, like, usually, you know, like they say, like, frontrunners, and I think I said this early on, like, Greg will be a co-star, where he's just in the back, he's not causing any drama, you know, um, which I think, I remember you saying this about, oh, gosh, what's her name? Hannah G, when she was on Colton season. She, like, became a co-star a little bit. Yeah. She wasn't causing any drama. And that's what they do until they get to the end. But Greg is, he's not causing any drama, but we still see him being sweet in the house. Um, he's been crying a lot lately, which is fine because he's in, he's in touch with his emotions and I love that in the man. Um, but he's just always worried. Like, and I get that, like, maybe that is because, like he's saying, like, he he's falling in love with Katie. So he's just worried. He, he's having a hard time seeing her with these guys. But I'm like, Greg, though, Greg's different. I really feel like he doesn't really know what to do there. No, I don't think he does either. And I like I like that, honestly. He's not a he's not a bachelor historian. No. You know? No, thankfully. And it's clear. No. Like he's not a bachelor historian and it shows. He may have never he may not have even seen the show before. I really don't feel like he has. <laughs> I yeah. really don't. The more I think about it, I'm like, unless he's a really great actor, I don't think that he knows he has a clue what's going on. No. Uh, so we're done with Greg, and then Katie's going to talk to Blake. Uh, Blake lets us know that he's struggling with this challenge. Mm-hmm. And then they discuss how often he participates in the self, the aforementioned self-care. So oh, man. Which, I mean, they made quips about Blake it affecting Blake the most when they announced the challenge. And also... Blake made his thoughts on this all, this uh, part of his life, very clear on Tasha's season. Yeah, so he's sticking true to who he is. This is not surprising if no. you watched Blake on the previous season. Um, and I do, I like, I do like the fact that when they um, announced that challenge, though, and everybody looked at Blake and like they all kind of laughed and stuff because they knew what was up. I like the fact that, like, it seems as though, unless the producers like to stir the pot again, which they do, but it seems like last week they were, like, mad because he was there, and it seems like now he's kind of fit in. Well, I think that's... The real question will, what will happen next week mm-hmm. when, when everyone that everyone hates is now gone? Right. But the union was busy. The union's been busy. They haven't had time for Blake. You are correct. The union's been drafting papers and signing petitions, and the union's been busy. Yeah. So, but also the union leaders are gone. So this may turn into every man for themselves because we have seven people left. The union has been busy. You are correct. (laughs) The union's busy. (laughs) And now they'll be like, oh, so you got here late. There's really only... Two people left who don't have a shot, though. So, like, I think at this point, there's two people left who, at this point, from what we've seen, do not deserve to be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other yeah. five have some reason to believe that they have a chance. Yeah. 
So that's really, I mean, they may just like, everyone may just start, you know, guarding in. It'll be interesting to see the way that this shakes out now. Yes. Like uh, how, the, how the vibe is going to change. Yeah. It, everyone is at this point furious with Hunter at all times, it seems like. And uh, J- James Gatsby is going to be the first guy to step up and discuss Hunter. I, which is really his claim to fame now. It's just like, you know what? I'm kind of mad about it. That's what I, the vibe I get from James. James, a.k.a. Jay Gatsby. Yes. He's literally just like, I'm kind of mad about something. I'm going to say something about it. Cool, cool. I'm going to say something. Yeah. He says. <laughs> like, oh, James, you're not yeah. going anywhere in this. He says like between his, his moment in the sun was when he jumped out of that box. Yeah, it. it's been downhill since. Yeah. He says between you and I, I'm just noticing a lack of consistency with Hunter. I see his behavior is almost calculated. Trey I just follows love the line between you and I and everybody else in the house that we've talked about. Yes, <laughs> uh, Trey rehashes a conversation that he heard in the courtyard between Monet between Monet Exchange. I think it was Monet and Trey, I mean, and Hunter. And then Aaron follows that by insisting Hunter says things that really don't match up. Yeah. I just, what happened to Hunter? Because I really don't, it's, it is like they really were like, you're not, you're now the bad guy. You're the bad guy. Yeah. Right? You're the bad guy. And it's like he started to believe, I am the bad guy. Why am I saying these shady things for no reason? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) he's like a robot or something, you know? Um, So it's just weird because I don't feel like he, I didn't look at him as being a bad guy. I don't think he is. I think he's just weird. Yeah. I think he's weird and aggressive. And I definitely think that Greg conversation he thought was going to be off camera. Because he looked at Greg and it was like, it was a quiet conversation. Like between me Mm -hmm. and you, when there aren't cameras around us and we're not mic'd up. And they're like, gotcha, because this is like a big brother household. Yeah, yeah. And then Hunter talks to Katie next. He says, you've seen people get ganged up on. I can only handle my side of the street. I don't want drama for you. I'm sorry. And that's a good, like, that's. I like that line. Yeah. I can only handle my side of the street. Like, he's not trying to... He didn't really seem like he was trying to bring anybody down. No, I don't think so. That's what the weird thing is, too. And she... She didn't seem like the the bad guy who's... He didn't even hit back. Like, his blows weren't that hard when they were in the debate. I really, honestly... We haven't had someone get their true comeuppance since Carl left. Right. I was not a fan of Thomas. I thought he was kind of sleazy. But, like, it wasn't that big of a deal what he did. It wasn't. Same thing with Hunter. They keep making bigger things out of things that, like, it's like they want to convince us that this is a big deal. And I'm like, these aren't really big deals. Yeah. But, uh, Katie... Either she is torn up by this hunger situation or she's torn up by food or alcohol because she goes <laughs> to go throw up in the bathroom. Right. 
That was honestly no reason to throw up. No. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the alcohol <laughs> and act like and act like you're not wasted. Something. Or she was just like, I'm tired of this. Let me start some drama of my own and act like I, got, I just got to get out of here. I'm bored. <laughs> she says, I need to like throw up. And then you hear her throwing up in the bathroom. And then she eventually, clearly shaken up, okay, seeming to be shaken up, walks back to the guys, and uh, even though Michael A. and Brennan haven't talked to her yet, she says, uh, basically she says, I'm, this is too much, I'm sorry, the rest of the party is canceled and no one's getting a rose. Like, my thought is just hand it to Greg and leave. Right. Hand it to Greg, give it to Andrew or something. Like, like it wasn't, this date didn't mean anything to me. No. And it literally was not, Hunt, I'm sorry, but like Hunter's not anybody to like throw up about. <laughs> no. It's just, it was weird. I don't know. So unfortunately, uh, that's how we end that. And shall we jump to news and notes? Yes, news and notes. News and notes. News and notes. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot. Uh, former Bachelor from like forever years ago, Jesse Palmer, is going to be hosting a show on ABC called The Ultimate Surfer, which we watched the preview together. I can't tell if this is a surfing, just a surfing show. Or if it's a surfing show also trying to hook people up. Because yeah, they claim like, it's the 14th... Like is, it like, is it like a listen to your heart situation? Yeah. which Because they, they claim it's the 14 best servers in America. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the 14 best servers in America all, all aren't 8, 9s, and 10s. Right. Because that's what we have. Who did you say he's hosting with, though? It's Jesse Palmer. Uh, apparently, and... Hannah Ann and Mike Johnson are going to be heavily involved. See, so clearly there's going to be some sort of, like, dating, I feel like. You don't get three Bachelor alums to do that. Well, I think Jesse Palmer is very far from his Bachelor days. Oh, he he's, is. He is, because he's also, like, he's a talk show host now. He's he's much more known for being hosting the Daily Mail, I think it is, on Fox or CBS. And then he does a oh, lot no, of... Oh, no, that's Thomas Roberts. Uh... No, it's... No. Okay, well, he, he hosts something middays. Yeah, no, I know. Let me know something. And then he also does... That's how it's Robinson the Daily Mail, because I know that because I love him. And then he also hosts... He also does a lot of uh, ESPN-related college football content. Yeah. I know he's done, like, Good Morning America stuff. I think think for the most part, he's probably much like Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan Rodgers, probably most known for, uh, I guess... It's different because Jordan Rogers was just on a few years ago, but Jesse Palmer's. You're right. You were right. I do apologize. Thank you. Breaking news. Brennan was right because Thomas Roberts replaced him in the fourth season. Just, I just want it said because it's because for 1,800 days in a row, at my sad Sam's Club break room, it was always on. Really. Always on. (laughs) So, of course, you were right. I should have listened. It was either that or some old episode of uh, Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> those, are the, those are the choices. I 
I just love the fact that this also just circles back to when you said it wasn't a year for me. Like, it no. just was. <laughs> this is just, all the years are the same at the club. <laughs> this is the freaking best. All the years are the same. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so Jesse Palmer, he's doing that. The show looks ridiculous to me, honestly. I'm confused about what it is. I don't know. I. It's not going to have my viewership, to be honest. But, you know, maybe it'll have some in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, and then we also, I sent you an article on Saturday night. Sure did. About, about, yeah. our, about our, your, your man, Ben Higgins. Yeah. Who seems to be. He's going through a rough patch right now. Who, um, yeah, who's yeah, struggling just, right now with his place in the Bachelor universe being relegated to occasional pop-on advice giver to the lead. He, uh, so for those of you that don't know, and you probably do because you're listening to this podcast, so you probably really like the Bachelor franchise. So he's engaged to be married. He has a really sweet girlfriend named Jessica. They look like they're soulmates. Um, But he has, like Brendan said, like he he hit a point in his life that he's kind of like, what do I do? And so from what I was reading, though, is it looks like he's basically like, yeah, what does this season of my life look like? Who am I? What what do I do? Is it really reflecting who I am? What does this next season look like? And I was like, the whole time I'm reading, though, I'm like, next season looks like you just get married, right? Like, like I, we get married I, in October? Like, when I, I got married four years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't have oh, an ex- and it was a beautiful wedding. I remember crying. Oh, thank you. Everyone else that I talk about just remembers how hot it was, which it was horribly it was unpleasant. So hot. It was so unpleasant. It was so hot, but I remember crying. It wasn't just it wasn't just sweat on my on my face. <laughs> that could be easily distinguished. <laughs> uh, but I did. I remember not having existential crisis when I got married because I was just getting married. Like I, I think what this stems from is there was always a chance. That it's not, and it's not even like he's marrying a bachelor person, right? Like Jaden Tanner and Ashley and Jaden Tanner and Ashley and Jared stay relevant because of who they're married to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Wells stays relevant because he's still involved and because his fiance is famous, mm-hmm. arguably more famous than he is. Yeah. So I think that this. This stems from the fact that not only is he no longer single, but his wife is not adding to the to the fame. Yeah. And that's a tough pill to swallow if you're her. Yeah. Because, like, and that's exactly what I was thinking, though. Like, to me, I look at this and I'm like, okay, like, your next the next phase of your life, clearly, you're planning a wedding, which you had to cancel before because of COVID. But now it's it's here, you know, and to hear if I was engaged and I heard my fiance one went back to his home state, you know, and it's like, I gotta, I gotta go figure out some things Two is like, what does this next season of my life look like, you know, and it's just like, and three using a word like a breakdown, I'd be like, holy crap, he doesn't want to marry me. Like, I, and I, I think he has. I don't think it's probably not her. 
it's probably not. it's he, probably stuff he's got to deal. I think it's stuff that he has to deal with in terms of he he's opened some businesses. He owns a restaurant and some coffee shops. Yeah. And I think his job is now you are a restauranteer and coffee shop owner. Mm-hmm. Deal with I think it. The coffee thing is cool because doesn't it help? Um, yeah, generous coffee um, goes to um, the state to, um, and use the profits to invest in hope-filled, life-changing stories. Like he's he's really cool. He wrote a book recently. Just, like just be happy with that. Right. That's what. That's what I'm. That's what I'm having trouble with. Yeah. I think you made like. You made a lot of really good points in your description of it, and like speaking from personal experience, have, like being married, you know, like to you, like you're saying, like you just got married, like there wasn't an existential crisis because you're like, okay, I'm getting married, like you and, didn't have a feeling of like, oh my goodness, what is this next season? Like? And like life for me, and maybe it's because I got married so young, but life for me wasn't that different because it wasn't like I was a playboy before. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he he was the bachelor. Yeah. And not only was he the bachelor, but he was everyone's favorite bachelor. That's true. There's a, there is a obvious level of difference between me and Ben Higgins Uh as bachelor royalty, who's no longer bachelor royalty because there really was like, there really seems to be like some sort of sea change. Around the mm-hmm. Colton, Hannah B years, to like break off between old school Bachelor and new school Bachelor. But there stands Caitlyn hosting the show, and because he was on her season. I, I think yes, but I think Caitlyn is like, I think Caitlyn had to be reintroduced though. Really? Because I feel like Caitlyn Caitlyn's been pretty consistent in being like people's one of people's favorite bachelorettes. Like, she never really left the Bachelor franchise, I. Like, she's just always been around. Yeah, maybe maybe it's the difference between Ben's podcast and Caitlyn's podcast, just in terms of... Maybe. And Caitlyn, who is Caitlyn engaged to? Oh, yeah, Jason Tardick. Also from Jason, Bachelor Nation. Jason was very much in, in the same vein of Ben Higgins. Like, when I remember when I heard that Caitlyn and Jason were dating, I was like, that to me makes more sense. Well, it, it, maybe not more sense because she obviously picked Sean, so she's kind of like into like the bad boy, serious kind of guy. And then she also liked Nick, you know, so that made sense. But when she started dating Jason, I remember thinking, like, he is a lot like Ben as far as, like, he's really nice. Like, people wanted him to be the next Bachelor, and then they gave us freaking Colton, anyway. <laughs> but, like, no one asked for Colton. Literally, no one wanted Colton. I know, you've made that clear. <laughs> but Jason, when she started dating Jason, I remember thinking, I was like, that makes sense, because Ben was her, I think he was the third runner-up, and then went on to be the Bachelor. So, like, for her to, like, obviously he was in her type of guy. Yeah. Um, and... One could argue, you know, like, Jason's popularity wasn't massive, you know? It still isn't. But, like, but people know him, you know? Mm-hmm. And people really did like him. So Well, well the, the question I, I is, there, there is definitely something to be said about being with some from someone within the franchise. 
because yeah. Ashley and Jade and Jared and Tanner in and of themselves were not a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they're obviously more, they're obviously stronger together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what it's it comes just, down I, to. Is, I wonder what happens with, uh, like, with Carly Waddell now that her and Evan are broken up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because she and Evan would come around and they would showcase their little kids and we'd be, like, really happy that they're still together. They're noted, known as, well, Carly's, uh, Carly's co-hosting a podcast with Jade. They're Bachelor Nation BFFs, you know? Um, but I don't know. What does that look like? Yeah. He split? So I think you're right. I think you're right. But still doesn't bode well for his fiance. I think they'll be okay. I hope. But I listened to him talk about her before. I think they're good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, th- I think that you made a lot of good points, though. I think that Obviously. I'm incredibly intelligent. <laughs> All right, so we jump back in. Um. Oh yeah. Wait. We have to talk about the three. What? Oh wait. No, this is kind of a spoiler. Yeah, we can't. We can't do that Never now. Mind. Never mind. Skip that. No more. That's why I wasn't no adding it to news and notes. Yeah, we'll we'll put this down at the the end. We'll talk about oh, it at the oh. end. Uh. So we we have unfortunately reached the point. Where we have a one-on-one date that everyone is worried about. Mm-hmm. It's about Connor. Connor and Katie. Uh, Katie lets us know that they're in the friend zone. And she says she's hoping that this after- the spending the afternoon together will somehow miraculously help them develop some chemistry. Which is what they don't have physically. She says, when we kiss, I don't feel that spark or that passion. My hope is that we can get beyond that. Okay. Remember what I said a few weeks ago, though, about the way he was kissing? And I was like, he just always starts, like, it starts at the mountaintop. Like, he just goes in for it. Mm -hmm. Literally, when I heard her saying, like, when she narrowed in on the kiss specifically, I was like, I think he, it, it died down. It started too, it started too high. And then it was like, okay, that's just like the way he kisses. It's not. So I don't know, but I I had a little bit of an issue in at least watching Connor kiss. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Katie is not deciding whether or not Connor should stay alone. Right. She has brought in Caitlin and Jason. Those that I just the mentioned. the the aforementioned the aforementioned Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick to help them decide. And my only question was what the bleep was Caitlin wearing? I let me let me scroll through. I don't It was I like I remember thinking that it was like that. It was bad. like a romper with like a sweater over it. Was it cold? Jason's Jason's wearing like long sleeves under a Okay, but t-shirt. then Oh wait, no, he's just wearing a long a white long sleeve shirt. It's just where the where the fold is. But then if it's cold then don't wear a romper. Wear no, pants and t-shirt. Caitlin likes to be cute. But she can't see. You can't see how cute a romper is because of the giant sweater. That's true. Look. I don't know. I feel like I would have done the same thing. Caitlin is obviously very beautiful. 
So whatever she wears, she's going to look good in. Don't wear something ridiculous to the wrong event. Because <laughs> we this was really a chill backyard barbecue. Because we saw what they started with, and she was not in proper athletic attire. Mm-hmm. You don't wear a romper and a sweater to volleyball. You're right, you're right. I just really like these two together, Jason and Caitlin. I really like these two together. Like, just give me a reality show with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good time to me. Uh, yeah. So they're going to do uh, a classic couples hangout. They're going to do one of those weird games where you try to roll a coconut. Mm-hmm. Coconut. They use a coconut, but it can be any kind of ball. Which is a good, it, it is also a good chemistry shower. Yes. Too. Yeah. Because you don't want to be like physically with that person. You're going to be like, oh, this is weird. I like it. These, the activities themselves were obviously chemistry based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he failed at both. Because I've never seen... Obviously, they, they, we didn't see the entire volleyball game. Mm-hmm. But coming from someone who has been, dare I say, dominant in a sport of volleyball... You're like, dare I say, near Olympic level. Basically, <laughs> partially helped by the fact... That I'm about six two to six three. That's that's yeah. that's the best quality I have in volleyball. <laughs> but he was bad at volleyball. Oh, he was terrible. Yes. He was terrible. I think that I felt this. I I just felt this coming. Like I just yeah. and maybe it's because sometimes I assess the situation based on who is my type as well. Yeah. And I, I wasn't feeling the chemistry with him. No. He's fucking uh, on TV. He's not even with me. And I was like, like uh, At one point, Jason and Connor are grilling. And the girls are chatting. Uh, we hear Connor yelling to Katie about how she likes her hot dogs. Right. And she says, he says, okay, babe. Which Caitlin thought was really sweet. But then, and then Caitlin's definitely trying to hype this man up. Right. She says there's Caitlin's some. Caitlin's trying to hype him up. She's like, oh my gosh, that was nice. He called you babe. He's like your real couple. Right? She, she says there's something to be said about starting a, starting off as friendship and growing into a romance. I never thought that was a thing until Jason. I definitely agree, for sure. Like, 100%. But sometimes there's those friends that you were like, you were forever and always a friend. And we just can't make it happen. Yeah. She says, she she's hesitant, but says maybe when we just have some alone time, that magic moment, that magic kiss is going to be there. Uh, they have some time together mm-hmm. with Caitlin and Jason, Jason watching. Wait, 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 the, hang on, though. Jason really liked this man, too, though. Yes, Jason. Jason was like, oh, my gosh, Connor is so great. I hope he sticks around. Like, he's so... Jason was completely oblivious, I feel like, to the fact that this was, like, a test. <laughs> Jason's like... I think Jason was just like, this is a good dude. Do you think Jason just showed up and Caitlin's like, hey, we're going to have a barbecue and volleyball. And Jason says, bet, I'm in. Right, right. Like, Jason was just, like, totally down for this. Jason's probably like, oh, whenever Connor and Katie get married, they can come over. <laughs> and Caitlin's like, yeah, they definitely like, can. Like, I feel like Caitlin was probably like, Babe, this is a test. She's like, like oh, but she's like, yeah, they totally can. But like, also, do you like Greg? <laughs> right. 
Jason was all in, though. Uh, yeah. He was totally all in on Connor. Connor is definitely going to... Oh, they're both in Nashville. You know Jason and Connor are going to go out all the time. Oh, for sure. Because, again, Jason is, like, he has a good personality. I feel like he he might be, like, an ENFP Enneagram 7, which is the description of myself. Like, you can make friends anywhere. And I feel like his level of personality, I feel like he's like, you're cool. Come on. Let's chill. Yeah. <laughs> Met you once. Come over to my house for dinner. It, give it four months. Jason's going to be front row at the dueling pianos. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. But uh, they have this magic kiss while Jason and Caitlin are... Uh, well, they attempt the magic kiss mm-hmm. while they're watching. They're, like, leaning over the side of the couch to try to see them kissing. Uh, <laughs> Caitlin says, we are so creepy. Also, can that's we... That's what I love about them. I feel like that's how I know that they're soulmates because you do creepy things with people that you're like, yeah, okay, you're cool. Like, this is my person. I'm a creep and watch some other people. You're not on TikTok. So there was a trend going around for a while where people would, like, there was a sound from uh, from Parks and Rec of the uh, of John Ralphio and his sister uh-huh. singing the song, Don't Be Suspicious, Don't Be Suspicious. <laughs> And then would people it would be people doing suspicious things to that yeah. music. Like there's a fire truck up the street and they're just like sweeping the the sidewalk <laughs> or like vacuuming the grass to so don't be suspicious. <laughs> just so they can pretend like they're not watching what's happening not, up the street. They're not watching. <laughs> but Jason's probably like wandering over to like pick up the volleyball that he kicked over yeah. by them. He's like, Oh my bad, Jay, I was just getting a volleyball. See, Keep on kissing. That's how I would know I found my soulmate. If I could do that level of ridiculousness with that man and just be like, oh shoot, I just want to see who died up the street. Like <laughs> But uh things didn't go well. Mm-hmm. So they kiss and uh not nothing nothing happens. Like I said, I like I posted on our stories, I was like the suspense is killing me. Con- they go to a commercial break after this kiss, and it's like, was it? Was it magical? Could it have been? Could it be? It was not. Uh, Connor says that today was just incredible. <laughs> We're really just really connected and close. Oh, Connor. Uh, Katie obviously disagreed because she showed up. They didn't even make it to the dinner portion. She showed up to his room in a sweatshirt and jeans. Crying. Crying. Uh, <laughs> Connor, obviously having experienced this talk before, says, it's okay. I know where this is going. <laughs> oh my gosh. At least he wasn't like, what are you saying? We're getting married, right? She says, you've done nothing wrong. When we kissed, there was something missing in that kiss. What else? And then Connor says, God, how bad of a kisser am I? I felt so bad when he asked that question. Because, like, I was thinking about all the times that I was just like, ooh, that, that kisser. And Katie. It, was a good, it looks like he's a good kisser. It's just, it's so intense. Yeah. And it's like. It's like sometimes it doesn't need to be that intense. And then Katie does not do anything to dissuade this opinion. 
Which leads me to suggest that he probably is a bad kisser. Right. I think so. Probably. I think, and it's sad, but I think he might be. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know why, but they they allowed Connor to uh, go get his own stuff and say goodbye to the guys who are almost all sobbing. Yeah, how do you think that ended? Like, how did they end up when, you know, other people don't see him, see them? When they yeah, I don't know why this happened like this. Like, was it because of his connection with the guys? I don't know. It may, may have been his, like, supposed connection to her. Maybe because everyone thought he was a shoo-in. I mean, everybody, like, I honestly wouldn't have thought I really wouldn't yeah. thought that he was going to... Hunter's ridiculous top four earlier had him in it. But the other two guys, nobody laughed at. Like, no. Greg said, he said it was me and him and Connor. And everyone mm-hmm. said, laughed at Hunter being in it. Right. But everyone was like, yeah, Connor's in there. Yeah. I mean, because, like, he he did have a connection with Katie. He's such a nice guy, and which we found out when he goes to get his stuff... Everyone loves him. Yes. Uh, he, Trey is crushed. <laughs> Tra- I think Trey is the most crushed because he thought he's worse than Connor. So this is probably my last night. <laughs> like you said, he was like, I, Connor and I connected really well. We're, you know, we're friends because like, he's like, Connor and I are a lot alike. So if a guy like Connor can go home, then like, <laughs> unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Michael A. gave him a little kiss on the cheek before he left. I, did. I didn't see that. <laughs> it was. I just love like the reaction to the, him going home, though. These guys were so sad. But yeah, when Michael A. gave him a kiss, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I want to say that that's like the most Italian thing ever. Is Michael A. What's his last name? I feel like it's Italian. It's probably Italian. Might be. <laughs> uh, um, or the, unless he's just really affectionate with his friends, which is totally fine too. But I just feel like that's like such an Italian family thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron says I admire you and I do want to be more like you. That's what Aaron said to Connor before giving him a hug. And then Shay, Trey sighs. I'm shook right now. Mm-hmm. Like Trey straight up sobbed. Uh, but. Blake wastes no time. Blake with the ultimate move uh, comes in and does the does that thing from the movie where he stands um, out. Say anything. Yeah. Yeah. He he stands outside Katie's Katie's uh, hotel room. I want to get your thoughts on this. Memorize You by Lane Hardy from like two weeks ago plays. Chances he's actually playing that song. Oh, he was, he was playing that song? That's the song, that, that's what the song that was heard. Wait, from like last week? Was that last week that he went on that date? Yeah. So chan- what do you think the chances are that's the song or they don't have the rights to the song he actually played? I think they probably don't have the rights. Because that is not... That no, yeah. I do not think that that was. 
What? I think they don't have the rights to what he actually played. They he probably played In Your Eyes, the, the song that John Cusack is playing, and Say Anything. Or he's playing her favorite song. Yeah. But he's probably playing... He's definitely not playing Memorize You by Lane Hardy. No. Okay. I'm, I, I was... No. I agreed. Yeah, I would not think so. That's, that's too soon. And also, though, that's like... That would be ridiculous because I'd be like, you just came here last week and that's already our song. But yeah. then we're oddly hyping that song up whenever she's talking to him or talking about him. Remember, she was like, it was a perfect song, memorize, you know? And I was like, why? What? <laughs> like, you just, you just met him. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I will say, side note from Max in all caps on Nick's podcast. He did say that he played three songs for them, and they just kind of like took the song that was. So they they played the song that he, the song that they showed he played first, mm-hmm. and then he played a different song, and then he played that song again. Mm-hmm. So I think it was basically to like teach them the flow of the song, mm-hmm. and pretending like they knew it. So weird the way that they do that. So yeah. Weird. But uh, Katie lets us know. Katie tells Blake, "I was not expecting to see you tonight." Between kisses, and then Blake says, "I was coming to check on you after you, you let Connor go." And she's like, "You saw him, you know." Yeah. the The upper hand that Blake has is the fact that he literally he did just get there, so it's he's like, "This is sad that Connor's gone." I feel no emotional connection to Connor. No. So he's like, I can sneak out of here and just like do something nice, and it doesn't feel like I'm backstabbing my friend. Right, because like, like I'm not, I'm not actively crying. Right. So he's like, while these guys are drowning in their own tears, I'm just gonna like do something. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, props to him. I think. Yeah. Uh, she says, I had no idea how romantic he could be with Blake and I. There's just overflowing passion. Also, you had no idea how romantic he could be because you just met him last night. Right. <laughs> uh, they uh, they once again refer- reference the challenge mm-hmm. when he heads back to his hotel room. And uh, then we we move on to the next day, to the, to the cocktail party and rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I yeah. don't, I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk about what they said again. It just makes me uncomfortable. I'm moving on. <laughs> You're like, no. I'm like, not. these innuendos are just not, I'm just not here for them. It is. It's silly. Like, I'm here. I, I am all about a, a good joke. My sense of humor, like, you can make me laugh about, like with ridiculous things. This, I'm just like, okay, I'm over it now. No, for real. Um... Uh, she says she arrives for the cocktail party. She says, I'm at to the point where time really isn't going to make a difference tonight. I owe it to myself just to be very intentional with what I want to do with my time going forward. And I, I talked to my wife about this while we are watching this. And I just don't for the life of me understand this move. Uh, it didn't make any sense at all. Because just because you don't want to talk to Trey and Hunter and Aaron and James 
Mm-hmm. You still get the chance to talk to Greg and Blake and Michael S. Yeah. Michael A. and Andrew. It didn't make any so sense to me. Whenever they I can- felt like she was just kind of like, I'm bored with this. Whenever she cancels a cocktail party, whenever anyone cancels a cocktail party and they say that they know what they have to do, I'm like, okay, well, at least pretend through the ones you don't and enjoy Mm -hmm. the ones you do. Yeah. I feel like if I were the bachelorette, I would never cancel a cocktail party just because I'd be like, I don't want to cancel a good time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, you're not not hurting. I would use the time to spend hanging out with people that, like, yeah, even if I knew that I was sending that person home. I just be like, well, we got to hang out one last time. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because, again, it's making drama out of nothing. Yeah, just talk to Hunter's them. drama was not that much to me. Just talk like, to, just talk to the guys. Uh, yeah. They get everybody up on their risers. And they're all just sitting there. And then, this just made me mad. <laughs> Katie's like, Hunter... She calls him up, and then they go outside and talk. Uh-huh. And my you thought... You could have talked to him at the cocktail party that didn't happen. Thank you! Talk to him at the time designated for talking. Mm-hmm. The rose ceremony is not for talking. It's nope. exclusively for, will you... Say name, will you accept this rose? Mm-hmm. Go stand. I think she's living off that high of calling Thomas up and then being like, no. Like, her dramatic step back. But, like... I think she's into that fake out now. Look, I don't understand because this because she didn't even send him home. Nope. They just that was weird. Yeah. They just chatted and he went back. What I don't <laughs> understand is what if you're going to talk to Hunter? Okay, so you you wanted to talk to Hunter because you want to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. You obviously want to talk to Greg. You want to talk to Blake. You want to talk to Michael. You want to talk to Andrew. Mm-hmm. So just suffer through the rest of the people you have to talk to. It, what, exactly. What you're doing is not that hard. No. No. It is like, not. It's like, so it was irritating. super weird, like, the fact that, like you said, she didn't even send him home. It was just, like, a a chat of, like, some things are making me uncomfortable. And it's like, but he already knows that. Yeah. You know? Um, we already know that. She already knows that he already knows that. Mm-hmm. So... It was just a waste of time and, again, unnecessary dramatics. Yeah. he. They go outside and they talk. Uh, she she wants some more clarity on uh, what's going on. He says, I didn't get up and write you a love letter that the morning after I met you because I wanted to make it another week. I did that because I was on fire with emotions. Mm-hmm. Which is what you say when what you did was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the guys like are... he's fully aware that he's going home. Yeah. All the guys are just very confused inside what's going on. Uh, Aaron says, I'm surprised because she said she made up her mind, but this seems like a game time decision. Yes. It, yeah. Yes. You were not wrong, Majority Whip. <laughs> no, he was... He was not wrong. Uh... Hunter finally comes back. And then at this point, because Connor was sent home and in her fit of, of sickness, she did not give out a group date rose. Her fit of sickness. <laughs> the only person that's safe at the moment is Justin. Yeah. So we get roses, obviously for Blake 
and then Andrew, and then Greg, and then Michael A, and then Mike P, and then Brendan. Okay, Brendan. The higher the hair, the closer to God, Brendan. I guess so. This, like, okay, this is what made me mad. Because, to me, I would have kept Hunter over Brendan, who, at least, like, maybe he's getting a really bad edit, you know? Maybe maybe there's more to Brendan than what we see. Maybe there's more to their connection than what we see. There's got to be, right? Like, honestly, to keep him around at this level, like, I would have thought she had more of a connection with Hunter than Brendan. Like, keep Hunter mm. around for another week. Also, you got some a little bit more drama stirring up. And then you send Hunter well, back home next that, week. That's the thing. Unlike, she, she seems to be... Unlike every lead we've ever had, an intent of, if you are the drama, you are gone. Yeah. She has a 100% success rate. On the week that that person causes drama, that is the week they are gone. Like, that's it. You're next. You're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, I think Aaron and Trace had it best. They're just like, we, like I said before, they played themselves. Yeah. They thought Mm -hmm. that what they were doing was helpful. But what they were doing was building the anti-Trey and Aaron resume. Mm-hmm. Of Have I even had any conversations with them that are about them? Mm-hmm. Or do we only have conversations about Cody, Carl, mm-hmm. Thomas, and now Hunter? And that's what they were kind of known for. Yeah. Like, they literally, those two literally just, like, pinpointed whoever they thought was causing trouble, whoever they thought needed to go home, and talked about them. Because, like, even after the date where Katie revealed her sexual assault, I don't remember Aaron's story that he told. I don't remember details, personal details about himself. Because it was so focused on whoever else was there for the wrong reason. I don't even know if Trey has a sibling. I have no clue. Because when he mentioned his mom and his exit, I was like, oh, Trey. And then it dawned on me that I was like, I don't even know what his story was. No. Trey says, I met a great woman and yeah, I was me from start to finish. It's been a beautiful journey. And talks about how he, his mother raised him to defend people and that's what he did to the end and he doesn't regret anything he did mm-hmm. which maybe you like, should sorry go ahead maybe he should regret some of the things you did i mean his mom was probably like oh maybe you shouldn't be so focused on other people trey <laughs> <laughs> um i will say i know i texted you earlier um but so I made this story on our Instagram page about how Trey made me emotional because in that moment I was like, Oh, Trey, I didn't even know I'd miss you until you were gone. And I still don't really kind of miss you. But like, anyway, I made this story about how I was crying because Trey had an emotional speech and how Connor was gone. And it was just sad because they're goodbye and everything and how it was not okay. This is not okay. I said, check on baby Greg. <laughs> then in parentheses and fine print, I was like, but it is okay. Because Katie is just doing what she needs to do to be happy. And we totally support that. That's a girl power. Now, when I said Katie, uh, I definitely tagged her handle, her Instagram handle. Uh, who who looked at our 
story, Brendan? Who? Who, Ernie? It was Katie! Katie Good Thurston. Mark verified everything. Katie Thurston, watch that story. Because I also, I was pretty proud of myself because I did also put um, Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You in the background, along with a Dre, or not Dre, um, Drake gif of him crying. I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's a good so one. I'm glad if she saw any of our stuff, it was that one. Because uh, I laughed when I made it. Did you notice that at the start of this season, she changed all of her social media handles? No, I didn't. They were all at Vent with Katie. Oh, you're right. Because she had yeah. developed she had developed a bit of a social media following. Yeah. Just based she on was her being like herself. A little TikToker kind of. Yeah, she know. she had a she had a following on TikTok. She had good TikToks. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. Um, I also watched her. This like has like a little um, springboard off of that. Uh, I watched her tell a story recently about how she crapped her pants at the office. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it was not pants. She was wearing a dress. Oh. And she was wearing a thong. Oh. Just go back and find it. It's the nastiest story ever, and it's so funny. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, that's our bachelorette. Was it on TikTok? I'm, um, No, it's on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have now, was never it, was it a story? Uh, cracked my thong, thankfully. Thank the Lord. Praise Jesus. Was it, was it a story? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then she. hopefully she saved it. Yeah, I think it was. Because, but this is the most ridiculous. Like, literally, I was like, she's so relatable. That's never happened to me. But, like, the fact that she has the highest platform to find a man in all of America. <laughs> and she's like, let me tell you about how I cracked my, my thong <laughs> at the office. <laughs> it's so gross. It's great. I love it. Uh, and that's that's how we end the episode. And then the final <laughs> news and notes that you were desperate to do, even though it would have spoiled the rest of the episode, you can go ahead and share. You're right. Um, so, guys, in total prediction, the um, sadly, our majority whip is no longer in the house, but he's going to be on that island whipping up some boats <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he is Trey. <laughs> Get, waiting to get rid of people on the island. Yeah. And then there's um, the deputy majority whip. Trey. Uh, Trey is Trey also going. going to be there. Um, so they're going to be hunting down some people. Connor's going to be there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And wait. James. Jay Gatsby. Yeah, yeah. James. I was like, I always forget him because I, I forgot him in the house. Like I said, since he got out of that box. And and- as I mentioned to you before when we were discussing this all. There has to be some sort of cutoff point with these Bachelor in Paradise contestants. And I'm pretty sure Trey should be well below this Mendoza line. I mean, Trey, he's nice. Okay, but just not everyone that's nice deserves to be in Paradise. Who's going to... Yeah. Like, there needs to be a limit. Of, I would much rather have other older other older contestants than Trey. Wait, how old is Trey? In terms of, like, older seasons. Oh, not older people. I, like, I thought you meant, like, I would much rather, like, have old people there than Trey. <laughs> I would much rather have one of Hannah or Becca's men than have Trey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait. 
Is Blake going to be on the island again? I have not heard. Hit either the the full version that's been released or the teaser version on Twitter did not have Blake on it. I really hope he doesn't come. It was I don't really think... bad for his mental health. And also, it was just really bad for me watching because I got sick of it. <laughs> it's bad for his health and also bad for me. <laughs> but I just realized that that Becca was going to be there and he was the person. He was the person that she was going to pick if she hadn't picked Garrett. Yeah. So... Yeah. But I mean Trey's nice, you know, whatever. I just but, don't like, really care. Right. But you're right. He's not you're right, I'll say this. Besides Trey's mom, Trey is not bringing anyone to the audience. You are 100% correct. And that should be that should be one of the the thought process. Is this man mm-hmm. going to bring people to the audience? And if he's I not also- he I needs also to have think a reason. That I should have known. Like I think I told you, I should have known that something was being set up the way that his exit package happened when he was like, "I was the same person that my mom raised me to be," and blah blah. blah. I was like, "That's the most I've ever heard him personally speak." Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, do you have a power rankings? Mm, I don't know. I think I'm still upper the. The upper deck consists of Greg and Blake. Yeah, my my these are my top six. Okay, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see it. You'll see a trick, but you'll you'll see it when it gets there. Number six. Because we had this, we had the same last week. I remember that. Yeah, number we had the same ranking last week. Number six is Justin. Okay. Number five is Andrew. Number okay. four is Michael A. Mm. Number three. Is empty. Mm. Number two is Blake, and number one is Greg. Get out of here with that! Like, <laughs> you just leave your number three Blake. Because there's, be like, there's oh, two. I filled in the Blake. I was right. There's two people. This is a two I, horse race. I mean, yeah. Because I think, yeah, it's definitely. But I don't know, because Greg is getting weird. Greg is getting weird on us, though. But she said she's falling in love with Greg. 30 minutes before this. Okay, you're right. So Greg, like Greg, Greg, Greg and Blake, for sure. Like, one, like, it's it's here. It's like one and one A, yeah. I could see, okay, but Greg, Greg has a lot of, Greg is like puppy dog soulful and sweet. And he went on that camping trip with her. So maybe, like, maybe Greg is slightly edging out Blake because Blake has a lot of passion and a lot of lust. You know, like yeah. there's like a lot of like, yeah, fireworks. But like, but like really does love wildlife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is sweet. Like I said, I like when guys are like, I have a passion. His passion is wildlife. So that's his thing. He's doing his thing. He, there's, so this is clearly a Michael Jordan, LeBron James situation in the sense of whichever order you put them in. You're not crazy. Right. Like, it's like, they make sense here. But, I, okay, so you're, was it your number four was Michael A? Yes. I do think that Michael A, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm removing that, like, empty slot that you have. <laughs> like, so Mike is three I for think, you. <laughs> I think Michael A, no matter what, is, oof, wait, I don't know. Because Andrew S is coming in hot with those connections, those childhood connections. He gets Katie. 
and Katie and him. One of them has one of them has to make a move for me to replace Michael with Andrew at this point. One of them has to do something. Either Michael has to do something to secure it mm-hmm. and push Andrew down a little bit, mm-hmm. or Andrew has to do something to overtake him. Because at the moment, this episode was very little of either of them. Yeah. In terms of Michael A literally didn't talk to her. No. Okay, here's the deal. All right. I think, and as much as I love Michael A, I think that I would put I gotta lock these in. I gotta lock these in. Um, I think I would put Andrew slightly above Michael A. So you're going Michael A, Andrew, Blake, Greg, or Greg Blake? Okay, so I'm oh gosh, this Blake and Greg thing. Okay, so number two, okay, number three, I'm gonna put Andrew. I'm literally writing this down for you guys so that we have this in in concrete status. I think it's Andrew S is number three, and I think that Michael A is number four. Um, I think that. Blake or Greg? Blake or Greg? Who is it? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. How many men are there left? I don't even remember seven. anymore. There's seven men. <laughs> there's seven men? Yes, there's seven men. We have to get rid of okay, three I next week. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't write it down. <laughs> we have to get rid of three next week. Yeah, I don't know yet. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm so glad you wasted all of our time. Okay, excuse me. It's not that everyone hard. Else, everyone else out there is like, who's she going to pick? Who's she going to pick? I know all of you guys were on the edge of your seats. Well, they may have, but then you didn't. <laughs> ah, okay, fine. Gosh. I'm gonna, ah, ah, I can't. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Andrew S is definitely number three. Michael A is number four. I can't. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, we can just be done. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. And you can follow us on TikTok at Right underscore Reasons underscore Pod. What? This is TikTok. I just don't get the TikTok. Okay, well, maybe maybe you're just a boomer. It's because I'm old, all right? I'm not a boomer. How dare you? Ugh, you're right. I'm a good one. It's okay. Just, just I'm not even a- an elder millennial, but like... I feel it. I feel it. I'm feeling my age lately. Right, when I well, see the TikTok and I see those TikTokers on the Today Show, and I'm like, who? Who is this? There's also glasses on to see. There's also at least two talk, TikTokers at the MLB All Star Game last night. Why? Why? Because because one of them this. one of them had 25 million followers on TikTok, and the other one's dating Dixie D'Amelio. That's why. Who's that? Oh Who's that? You're killing me. I don't know, Dixie. What? You, you're, you are. If you, if you're telling me that you don't recognize the name, the last name D'Amelio, then you are officially a geriatric millennial, and I'm Shut sorry up. about. I'm not a geriatric millennial because that's like upper thirties. Mentally, you are. From <laughs> social media wise, you are geriatric millennial. Because no, they are, I'm so up on social media. Because they are so I'm, famous, they're getting their own Hulu show. Dixie D'Amelio? Yes. If you type in Dixie, it will come up. Okay, like, no. Okay, but who... 
Charlie D'Amelio. I remember you bringing up this. Charlie D'Amelio is her sister. She's the most fa- she's the most popular creator on TikTok. She okay, is like that's what I do remember you saying that. She has like over a hundred million followers. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get your reaction, which is just terrible podcast. But don't. I'll finish the plugs while you're looking at Dixie D'Amelio. You can follow us on TikTok, TikTok at right underscore reasons underscore pod. And you can please give us your money on patreon.com forward slash podcasting for the right reasons. We give you people lots of content every week. And then you get even more content on the Patreon. So you don't want to miss that. Yeah. We have I'm one. I'm learning about these we, people. I don't. I've never never seen these girls in my life yeah that's that's the iheart media awards yeah they made it that far they let them in i don't know who that is <laughs> you're working the door and you're just like i don't i don't know who that i'd be like what <laughs> i just I, children are getting famous <laughs> children are getting famous Addison Ray, also another TikTok, was doing sideline reporting at the Conor McGregor fight on Saturday. I, like, what is this? Like, gosh. Uh, anyway. It's 2021. Thanks, guys. All right. Tune in to our Patreon podcast next week. Maybe I'll teach Ernie about TikTok. I don't I refuse. I don't want it. I don't want it. You don't want it? I don't All right, that's that fine. TikTok. Tick tock, tick tack. Give a dog a bone. <laughs> no. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you all later. Bye.